Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. How are you doing out there today? Come on, hit some love on that screen. If you're watching on Facebook, let us know that you're watching. Put your favorite... Uh, anointed emo- em- emoji down at your YouTube. I'm trying to think of all kind of creative ways to get you engaged today. Come on, this is Pentecost Sunday. We are celebrating the day that God sent his spirit into his church and the church was birthed. And what a time for us to be starting to open up our churches right now. It's almost like we are being reborn again. Come on, amen. Are you with me today? Yes, amen, amen. Yeah, amen. I love it. I love seeing it. Well, I know this is, uh, this is different. Every week's been different, but it felt really good to see some more worship team uh, leading us today, and I'm sure you felt the same way. And uh, come on, give some love to our worship team if you was happy to see some of them back uh, getting in the rotation. Yeah, amen. I, oh, I hear some claps. I hear some claps for the first time. Yes. Amen. You guys are going to really have to help me today. Um, because I want to share this word. Uh, it's a lot going on in our culture today and in our society. And, um, and uh, God's given me a word, and I want us to, to share it uh, today. It's like, you know, I've seen a meme on Facebook, and it's this lady, and she's looking out. She says, this is me looking out today, thinking, what chapter in Revelation are we in today? <laughs> How many feel that way? I mean, it's just been something one right after another that is just seeming to come in with 2020 and um, some problems resurfacing again, and uh, we all know what's going on. And so I need you, need you to, to be open today wherever you're watching, sitting in your living room. I went, we're going to go to Acts chapter 10 today, so get your Bibles. I'm not going to preach real long today. Uh, I'm just going to share some things, what's on my heart, and then we're going to pray. We're going to pray for you. We got our prayer team, our altar workers. They're praying for you right now, and they're going to be praying during this service. We are in a very uh, critical time right now. We're trying to get back to life as we know it and the new normal because I do believe in the new normal. I believe God wants us to go into a new season that was different than when we came in. Uh, there are some things that need to change. There are some things that needed to change a long time ago. So that's what I'm praying for us to do. We're going to be talking about that in the weeks to come as we open up our service. And our building will be open uh, next Sunday uh, at 1030 in the gymnasium. And we're excited to have a gathering there with us today. But um, in Acts chapter 10, I'm just going to give you the title today. It's going to be a little different. I'm just going to give you the title right now. This is what God gave me a week and a half ago is to preach on the power to move forward. The power to move forward. We need to move forward, but we're needing, some of us need some power. We need some help to move forward right now. We need some help to move forward today as a society, as a church, as, as a business owner, as a parent. Uh, many of us have been just quarantined and locked up for three months, two months, or however long, and everybody I'm talking to is saying, you know what, I need to get back to it. I know I do, but I'm just lacking the motivation. I'm just lacking the inspiration. I'm like, what we need is the Spirit of God. That's what we need that will give us power to get back and get back the right way. Come on, somebody. That's what the Spirit of God does. He brings life to where dead bones were. He can bring, he can bring life to where death is. 
But this is a little different. A lot of things on my heart today. As I said, Wednesday night, as Melinda and I, we do Facebook Live midweek at, from home. And thank you for joining. If you haven't joined us, man, watch us on Facebook every Wednesday night. We're going to continue to do that even though we're gathering in our services here on the building on Sundays. We're still going to continue with the midweek at home uh, and minister to you. And so every week it's different. A couple of weeks ago we had a panel up there and we talked about couples. And uh, we, we just want to bring some, some real real and rel- relevant truths when we do the Facebook Live. And, and Wednesday... Uh, we, we discussed the situation with George Floyd and how our, our culture right now is just upside down. This was in the beginning stages of everything. And so we discussed it for a few minutes and we even prayed for the Floyd family. And I want to continue that today and say we need to continue to pray for the Floyd family. And, and I love the response I got from not only our River of, of Life uh, church family, but many of our new viewers who who just thanked us and gave us the comments for addressing it and talking to it and leading. And uh, this is the time for the pulpits to start talking about this stuff and, and being the leaders. This is what Jesus did. Jesus led. He didn't run away from problems. He, he led. He, he wasn't afraid of confrontation. He, he would have these discussions and he would talk. So I said Wednesday that today was going to be a little bit different. We're going to receive the, the power of the Holy Spirit uh, from home. And, uh, and so what I did, God gave me Acts chapter 10 a week and a half ago, and I knew that this was the text that I was going to preach from because it is, it is the only time in the New Testament where the, the Holy Spirit fell into the living room of a guy named Cornelius. He had all of his family gathered, and some of you right now have your whole family together. Maybe your kids are watching River Kids. They'll be in in a minute. But you got your whole family with you, and the Holy Spirit fell right into that living room without Peter having to lay hands on him, without them having to have a prayer lines or anointing oil. And so I said, that's our situation right now. That's right where we are. Isn't it amazing how the Bible has exactly what we need to hear when we need to hear it? But you know what, what blew me away? And please listen. I knew this was the text that I was going to preach from. And as I began to study it and look into it, do you know this is also the, the chapter that deals with racial reconciliation? Isn't that amazing? What a coincidence that God would have us on Pentecost Sunday talking about receiving the Spirit in a non-traditional way and having healing that would bring healing to our nation. Do you feel what I'm feeling today? I'm feeling it today. I'm fired up. I got to see Dave on the drums instead of me. Amen. I got to hear Jen and Nancy and these other voices. And and Peter, for the first time, was on the stage. I said, don't get too comfortable because next week we're back in the gym. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. But God knows exactly what we need to hear. And I just want to give you some peace right now. I know the world seems like it's upside down. This isn't the first time that the world has been the way it is. And... God has a remedy and he has an answer. And the answer is the Spirit of the Lord. Listen, we, we want to get back and move forward, but we're all struggling, man. And there's many people struggling with many different things right now. There's people that are, that are fearful. They're fearful. They want, they want to get back. We know the mandates are lifting and, and summer is, seems, is here sometimes. And we're, we're wanting to get back, but some are fearful to move forward. Some are skeptical. Some are skeptical. We can't trust nothing, and, we're, and we have a problem with that right now. 
Some are, are grieving right now. I was talking with a man who just lost his wife to COVID. It's the second one in our church family that lost a wife. Both of them were wives. Families that were planning to have more of a future and then it was taken. So they're, they're grieving. How do they move forward during that process? Everyone is upset and mad at what has happened in Minneapolis with the taking of the life of George Floyd. And, and everyone is upset and, and ought to be. And we're wanting to get back to it and we're wanting to move forward, but we're wondering how do we do it? How do we do it when we, when we seem to keep having these issues one after another? We're coming out of quarantine, y'all. We're trying to get back to life, and then this happens. And it's just, just a, it's just an attack of the enemy. Come right out of the pit of hell is what it is. And we're trying to, to say, what do we do from here? We need to have these, these conversations, and we need to talk about this. And everyone is struggling to try to get back. And what happened in Minneapolis, everybody is upset, and everybody should be upset of, of the injustice of, of that man, of what happened. I talked to our, our local police here. They're upset. One of our chief um, officials, one of our police officers, and his quote was, this idiot makes us all look bad. And they're saying, how do we get back? How do we, get, how do we put on the uniform and get back into a society that, that doesn't trust us even more now? It's, it's even hard. Black officers, white officers, male, female, trying to get back. How do we move forward as a society in this? We need help. We need help. I saw just this morning on, on Twitter or yesterday evening, I try not to look at social media on Saturday nights or Sunday morning. I'm trying to, to prepare for this message today. Try being a pastor in all of this, by the way. Amen. Isn't this exciting? <laughs> and I looked and I saw Genesee County Sheriff, a white man, with the chaplain of Flint, the chaplain officer, out with the protesters. They were peaceful pro protesting. And he, they came out there, and this officer, he looked at him, and he said, listen, on behalf of law enforcement, we are not with that cop in Minnesota. We, we, we want to we know what do you want us to do. And, and he put down his baton, and, and they put down some of their, their armory, and they said, we, we just want to join in with you because we are unsettled too at the injustice that we've seen. And, and it was a beautiful scene. It was no violence. It was two people coming together, having a healthy conversation of wanting to move forward. And I love that our reverend was right in the middle because this is what it's going to take, church, for us to move forward is we can't do it. If we need something that will transcend flesh and blood. We need something that will transcend black and white and brown. And that difference is the spirit of the living God. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to you today because I'm mad. I'm hurt. I'm aggravated. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated at the devil. I don't fight with people. I fight for people. That's what we're called to do as a church. We're called to bring the gospel. That's what Martin Luther King did. I love what the mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, a black woman standing arm to arm with a white woman who was the chief of police of Atlanta. And they looked into the camera. And they first of all said, quit burning down the city. I want you to go Google that speech, by the way. It was phenomenal what she said. And she talked about having the spirit of God and faith, what Martin Luther King did, and we need healing of our land. And she just addressed people and said, we do need to stop with the racism again and, and, and all of these things. And it was just a beautifully done speech, and I believe every word of that. 
That's what we need to do. That's what I believe we're called to do here at River of Life. This seems to be, you know, a calling and a special anointing on the ministry here. You ever hear those shirts that say, Detroit versus everybody? And if you're like me and you're a Detroit Lion fan, you have Detroit Lions versus referees. Come on, somebody. We sat down over the weekend with our, our design team, Felicia, and... Uh, and actually, Donovan helped, and Melinda, and we sat down, and we wanted to design a t-shirt, part of our, our merch, that would be ROL versus racism. And on the back, one of our taglines, our, our, our core values is his presence, his promises, and all people. And I wanted to do that for two reasons. One is because I believe that God has given us an anointing to do that. People have told Melinda and I that, that you know, that seems to be an anointing of where, what, what you've come from, how you've been brought up, and I seem to have a passion for it. So, yeah, yeah, I want to do that because that's part of our church. And secondly, I think, I think of every, every company, listen, every pastor, every organization needs to take a stand against any form of racism or any form of anything that would divide us. We need to do that, and, if, and you don't have to make a shirt. You can do whatever you want to do, but address it, talk about it, and this is what you do. Push the agenda of the kingdom of God forward. That's what we need to do today. Come on, somebody. And he said, what do you need the presence of God for, Eddie? This is a, this is a, a uh, problem that we have in America. Or what? No, no, no. We need the spirit of God. I don't care if you're an atheist. Listen to this. Because only the Spirit of God can bring real change. Because only the Spirit of God can change a heart. And the problem is a heart problem. It's not a race problem. It's not a skin problem. It's a heart problem. Hear me today. Martin Luther King Jr. said it right. If we can get the heart to align with the mind, then you'll see the best of humanity. So you can change your mind. And many, many may change their mind right now about everything. And say, you know, I, I need to start treating people. I need to be more aware of some things. And you may, you may change your mind. And listen, when you change just your mind, you'll see change, but the change won't last. But when you change your heart, when you allow the Spirit of God to change your heart, then last will be for inevitable. Come on, somebody. That's what happened here in Acts chapter 10, but first let me show you this. It's, it's another ironic thing that a hundred years ago, in 1906, racial tension was at an all-time high in the United States of America. Racial laws were being enforced. Blacks and whites were not allowed to be together. They had to dine separately. You all know your history. But there was one man that said, I am not going to be dictated by what the laws of man say. I am going to serve God. And his name was William Seymour. And in 1906, he moved to California. And he came with a message about the spirit and the power and the presence of God. He's right in the middle of your screen right now. He's a one-eyed black preacher. And he was refused to... Re rejected for receiving his theology degree in Bible college because it wasn't permitted for blacks to be in the college. But one pastor allowed him in named Pastor Parham, and he allowed him in, and he would sit in the hallway and listen to get his education. He refused to, to let the segregation and the culture and the climate dictate what he's going to do. He kept going. Come on, he had the power to move forward. Come on, somebody. He had the power to move forward. And you know what happened? One of the greatest revivals America has ever seen. It's called the Azusa Street Revival. Google it. Fact check me today, please. 
and a revival broke out in California on Azusa Street. People came for two reasons. One, because they saw this new phenomenon of speaking in tongues. Come on, somebody. Some of us need to learn to speak in a new language because the one you've been using is getting you in all this trouble. Speaking in tongues, a, a, a heavenly language that you don't really know. Now, I know a little bit, I know some English, some may argue, but I know a little bit of Spanish, and I know a little bit of Chinese double talk. Y'all remember Chinese double talk? Me and my cousin used to talk it. I just said welcome or something else in another language. <laughs> Got to make y'all laugh at something. They came for two reasons to that revival. One is because this phenomenon about the power of God was changing lives in California. How many would agree that we need to pray that revival start in California again? Amen. Pray for California. Pray for Michigan. What about here? And the second reason people came is because they were blown away at the diversity of worship services being led by a black man who refused to be contained by racial division. And God brought a great revival. Same thing in Acts chapter 10. God says, Peter, I need you as a Jewish man to go over to the house of Cornelius, who was a non-Jew. And I want you to show him how to have the power to move forward. But Peter had, had some problems. How I many you know Peter had struggled a little bit? And don't you love it that God picks people different than the way we pick people? And this is for somebody out there that maybe you've got a, a bad past and maybe you messed up and you did a lot of crazy things, man, and you don't think God could ever use you or bring healing or, or, or use you in any kind of a way. And you, you've just settled with the statistic of whatever it is that says your life is supposed to be. I want you to know that God is able to bring change and God is able to use you and God is able to move through your life. That's what he did to Peter. But first he had to change his heart. And in Acts 10, I'm not going to read it. I want you to read You can read the chapter later today or tomorrow. I'm just going to pick a couple pieces from it in just a minute. But let me just tell you about the vision. First he had to change Peter's heart. So Peter is up on the roof and he's waiting for some food. And he's kind of um, just taking a little nap. He got tired and he saw a vision. And in the vision came a sheet down. And on this sheet was all kinds of different animals. And the voice said, Peter, get up and eat. Peter said, I've never eat the unclean. I noticed there's some unclean animals on that sheet. I only eat clean animals. First of all, I love it that it says in verse 12 that there were different kinds. God was trying to prepare Peter that it's okay that he has made us different. And let me just say this. Some people post some things on Facebook and I know you mean well, or I know you, you say things and you mean well, but, you know, people say, well, I, I don't see no color. I see everybody the same. Listen, I know, I know you mean well, but you're lying. It, we're all, when I look out, when I look out at our church, when I look out in our community, I do see color. I see different color. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay that we're all different. And that's what God did. He didn't bring down a sheet and had them all look alike. Listen, we're not all. The cure for racism is that we don't all be the same, but we treat one another the same. That's the cure to racism is that we don't all look the same and act the same and talk the same and walk the same and eat the same. Life would be boring, especially our potluck dinners. Come on, somebody. But to love one another the same, the only one that we're supposed to be like 
is Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's it. That's the only one we are to imitate. And Jesus, he was a leader when it come to racial divisions. He broke barriers, gender barriers. He would go, my favorite story, you guys know I preach about it all the time, is the Samaritan woman. He set that example. And I love that he did it alone because his disciples weren't at that level yet. And some people aren't just at that level yet. We're praying for you. We're going to keep leading, though. And so he came and he showed him the sheet. Why? Because, listen, because God created diversity, but God did not create division. That's what you need to know. That's what I need to know. God created diversity, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But he did not create division. It's right out of the pit of hell. And he did this three times to Peter. Get up and eat, Peter. Peter would argue with God. Now, that was... Number one, because he's hard-headed, but you know what? It was also because he was kind of reverting back to his own traditions. What do you mean? Because in Mark chapter 7, Jesus had already taught uh, Peter that it is okay to eat all foods. He already knew this. He said that whatever you eat is not going to make you defiled because it just goes into your belly. He said, but the things that defile you is what comes out of the what? Come on, put it in the chat if you know what I'm saying. Into the what? Into the heart. Mark chapter 7. And this was huge with the Jewish people because they believed that everything was external. They was hung up on how you looked and everything on the outside. And Jesus come to teach a new way that pleases God. It's not on the outside, but it's on the inside. If you get the inside right, you'll get the outside right. It won't even matter. And he's saying the food don't matter. So Peter already knew this. But what happened? Jesus is now gone. And look how fast he began to revert back to his old ways. Isn't it amazing that we've been in this quarantine for three months and some are already reverting back to some of their old ways? Isn't that amazing? Next week, I'm going to preach. You know, this quarantine didn't change us. The quarantine revealed us. Oh, don't put that in the chat yet. Save that for next week. That's going to be hashtag next week. It just revealed to us. And when Jesus gone, here's Peter going back to his own ways. We've been locked up for three months in quarantine. We start coming out, and we've got another racial problem and another injustice problem, and it's just triggering all kinds of things again. Didn't we learn anything? What did we do during the three months? Did we read our word? Did we listen to the Spirit of God? What did we do? Evidently nothing. Trying to help us today. Hallelujah. But then he says in verse 20, I love, look here, verse 20. This is a word for our 2020. Verse 20, God said to him, Peter, arise, go down, doubt, doubting nothing. Look at that word arise. I am not purposely looking for scriptures with the word arise in it. I'm I'm not kidding. This was, I didn't even catch it because I first read it out of the NIV and it don't say arise. It said get up. Or one translation I was reading, then I went over to the New King James and I said, Arise. I said, Looky there, arise. This is our word for 2020. Arise, go through 2020 doubting nothing. I'm going to explain that here in a minute. But in case you're joining us and you don't, know, you don't get the arise thing, God gave us a, ch- a word as a church last fall at the end of the year that we were going to make our theme 2020 over Isaiah 60 Arise and shine. For people will sit in deep in darkness, yes, in deep darkness. We had no idea what that was going to mean. But my glory shall rise on you, and you will rise and shine. That's been our theme as a church. 
But he says to him, go, Peter, doubting nothing. Why did he say that? Because whenever God tries to move us into an unfamiliar territory, we start to have doubt. See, as long as we remain with just the familiar, we become fearful of the unfamiliar. Did you hear what I just said? As long as we stay in our little comfort box of everybody looking the same, talking the same, acting the same, worshiping the same, preaching the same, and doing everything the same, and then we're familiar. We like the familiar. When God tries to move us out of the familiar, we're fearful of the unfamiliar. I ain't getting no amens today in this Presbyterian church. You hear me? We like the, the familiar. We don't like change. And it hinders our faith. God's trying to bring some of you deeper into the thing. This is Pentecost Sunday. He's wanting to fill you with the Holy Spirit. But some of you have learned how to live your Christian life without the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you're afraid of going deeper. How's that going for you? You can't make it without the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said, don't leave the upper room until you have power from on high. You can't make it through this crazy world without God. I don't know how people are making it. And they're not making it, actually. Have you seen the statistics out there? I, I struggle, and I have the Spirit of God. I have got to spend more time with God and stir it up myself. I think, how in the world are people that don't know what I know and don't have what I have making it? But whenever God tried to move the children of Israel into a new land, the promised land, a new normal, they prayed. It was amazing. They prayed for 400 years. God, change. Bring change. Oh, God, bring change. And God brings change. And then they get right to the threshold. And they go, there's giants in the land. I want to go back to Egypt. Isn't it amazing how many of you prayed that God would change? You've been working too much. You ain't seeing your kids. You ain't seeing your family. You have no time for God. You have no time for worship. You're watching every sports and everything else is consuming your time. And God says, okay, I'm going to hit pause and stop everything right now. I'm going to remove the idols out of your life. And I want to see what you're going to do now. Does that make sense? Could it be that that's what God is doing? God, as I said, he won't send a storm. All, all the storms are not always him, but he'll always use a storm. And here are the children of Israel. Now we're praying to go back. The children of Israel said, I, I'd rather go back to Egypt. And Moses says, you want to go back? You were slaves. You want to go back? No, no, no. Come forward. Move forward into the promised land. In Hebrew says that the entire generation could not move forward because of their doubt and unbelief. I'm trying to tell us today, we need to move forward, doubting nothing. How, do you, how can you say that, Pastor Eddie? It's so uncertain right now. I can only say it by the Spirit of God. Doubting is a Greek word here in this text, which simply means to hesitate or to waver between hope and fear. That's what that word means. It means to waver between hope and fear. I hope that we can get back to life as we know it, but I'm fearful we might have another spike. I hope I can reopen my business, but I'm fearful. Have you seen the economy? I hope 
that we've learned something and this tragedy in Minnesota will change our system and change the corruptness and the injustice and we'll have better training. I hope that we will have some sort of a, tr- a change, but the invisible prison of fear says, no, it ain't going to change. Revert back to just being by yourself and being with your people, this people and this right here. And he's trying to keep you hot. God is saying, rebuke that voice. Put it to the side. Move forward. Doubting nothing because I am with you. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? I said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, somebody needs to shout today. Put that in the chat today. If God be for us, then who can be against us? Come on, stand up in your living room and shout that. I don't care. Yell it across the hallway. Let your neighbor hear it if you're in your backyard. If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what he said to Peter. Peter had to get away from the familiar It'll hinder your faith, church. It'll hinder our faith from receiving things from God when we refuse to get into the unfamiliar. How do we mean hinder our faith? God is using me just fine, and I haven't really got out of my comfort zone in a while. Really? When Jesus came back to his hometown, Jesus, hear me. He come. This Jesus was raised the dead. He could walk on water. He comes back to his neighborhood. You know what they said? This is Joseph and Mary's son. Isn't this the carpenter's son? See, they put a label on him. He's familiar. And this is what blows my mind. The Bible says Jesus could not do any miracles. It didn't say he wouldn't. It said he couldn't. You and I can hinder what God wants to do because we're afraid to move forward into the unfamiliar. Don't be afraid of what the rest of we got to face our fear. I mean, be cautious. We're gonna, we're op- that's why we're opening up our church, because we need to get together and have corporate worship. There is a blessing that comes. There's a blessing that comes when we gather together. This is okay, but I really don't like this because this is creating another problem. And Some of you are doing it right now because it gives you an ability to watch what's happening but not connect. If you don't like it, you just swip and go over and see what this church is doing. Some of you are church hopping on the internet. Come on, somebody. That ain't nothing wrong with getting, if you need to get the word, please binge watch. Someone texted me the other day and said, I just binge watched all of, all of our services on YouTube. I said, good. I said, you ought to be fired up right now. That's good. Watch everybody and anybody if it's helping you. But when you watch, don't look at it like you're watching one of those TikToks. Don't watch it like it's just a vine because you have a habit of watching but not connecting. You know what I'm talking about. And even right now, Spirit of God is trying to drop this word in your heart. But you're not committed to me because I can't see you. So you can roll your eyes. You can talk back and say, oh, whatever. And what you're doing is you're saying, that's not God. That's just Pastor Eddie. That's not God. That's just Stephen Furtick. He's just saying it because of this. That's not, that's not God. That, that, that's uh, Greg, Pastor Greg, from wh- whatever. What you're doing, you're putting Jesus in a bottle. You're making it familiar and you're hindering it. Okay, I got I to gotta keep going. Then we're going <clears> to <throat> start closing here, which means nothing. Hallelujah. I got to get this word. I don't care what day you watch. If you got something to do, Come back and watch it on Tuesday. This will be back up. This is a word for us today. I've waited three days. 
backed off of everything and just studied and said, God, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to use my pulpit of influence on Pentecost Sunday? I don't listen to the people. I listen to the Spirit of God. The Bible said that Saul listened to the people. And it's sad because a lot of leaders will listen to the people rather than the voice of God. I don't do that. I love you, but I, I am the only one responsible for the ministry. We've got a lot of talent, a lot of anointing, a lot of good people that is competent of doing everything. But there's only one person that's responsible, and that's me. I'm going to stand before God of how I led this church, how I led through this crazy pandemic and everything else. So this is the way I know how to do it, is to hear the voice of God and to speak it to you. It's easy to receive it. Peter goes to Cornelius' house. Now, Cornelius' house hopefully is your house. It's a family that wanted to be different. It wanted more. If you don't get better, you will just criticize those that do. Oh, I'm fine just the way I am. What happened in Minneapolis? It ain't me. It ain't this. Pentecost Sunday, I don't really need more of God. I'm fine with my little devotion. I read once a month. Really? And then the person next to you starts blazing and get on fire for God. What do we do? We start criticizing them. Look at him. Look at them. If you don't get better, you'll just criticize those that do. Cornelius said, for me and my house, I said, for me and my house, we're going to get better. We're going to serve the Lord. If I got to call this Jew dude, this Jewish guy coming into my house, it's unfamiliar. But I'm willing to let God cross the racial barriers and bring the gospel into whatever form he wants to bring it. Whether it be a white pastor, a male, a female, a black, a brown, a Hispanic, a Latin, if it's the gospel and if it's anointed, brother, we ought to receive it and celebrate it and take it into our heart and say, God, change me with that message. Come on, somebody. Listen to what happened. Peter goes in, verse 24. I got it on the screen. Look what happened. The following day they entered Caesarea, Caesarea and now Cornelius was waiting for them. And he had called together his relatives and close friends, just like I picture you right now in your house. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. Look at here. Next verse. Peter said, what you doing? Stand up, for I'm also just a man. That's a word for somebody. Arise to equality. We're all the same. Peter's, Peter's saying, Go ahead, one day they're going to make me the Pope. But I'm telling you right now, don't go for that. I'm a man just like you. Ain't nobody needs to be worshiping me. I'm a man. I put my pants on one leg at a time. Even though we have different color, skin, we are still the same. Now, here's where he began. That, that is appropriate now to discuss. We are different, but there are a lot of things that are the same. Paul said it in Acts 17 that God made from one blood all the nations of the earth. That's what Peter is saying here. Then he says this. He says, stand up, and as he talked with them, he went in and he found many who had come together. Do you have a packed house right now? Come on, how many of you got watching? I want you to drop it in the chat. How many of you are watching right now? I don't care if you're on a patio. How many's in your house? Come on, drop it in the chat. Put it in there. How many of you got watching? He walked in and he had probably 12, 13 of them in there. And then he said, 
Watch what Peter says. You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. (laughs) But God has shown me, come on, that I should not call any man common or unclean. Please, somebody, hear what the man just said. Did you see what he said? He said, my tradition has taught me to stay within my own kind. But God has shown me, this is what we call in the church world, a revelation. Some of you need to get a revelation. A revelation ain't up here. A revelation is in here. And for Peter, it was a revelation that, hey, what God has called common, I don't call uncommon. In other words, there is no human race that is better than another human race in the eyes of God on planet Earth. That's what he said. But was it, was it was, no, 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 it don't matter. You, you want to argue anything else, there's a lot of problems with their culture. There's a lot of problems. But this one right here was a racial thing. And this just happened to be today. Please, do you see, that's the person next to you. Do you see this? Do you hear that, man? Tell the person just got up to go to the kitchen. Hey, cut, sit down, he's not done yet. <laughs> I won't be able to say this in a few weeks because most of you start being here. But And then he goes, and I'm going to close. Again, means nothing. Then he, he begins to close, and this is what he does. And then we're going to pray for you. Peter stands in that living room, a little awkward. It's awkward. It's awkward to get in a company of people you're not used to. It's awkward to have these conversations. It's awkward to talk about the differences. And it's awkward, but listen, the key to that, by the way, let me just drop this in there, is understanding. you got to have Proverbs is what? Our book of wisdom. What does it say? In all of your getting, get knowledge and understanding. We all see things differently. we got to have understanding. Peter had understanding. Cornelius had understanding, and the two was able to come together, and the power of God fell in that living room like he's getting ready to do right now in your living room, and he changed the entire family forever. But he looked at him and he gave him the gospel. He gave him the gospel. What is the gospel? Let me give you the gospel for today. This is for everybody listening. Every Democrat, every Republican, the American Atheist Association. This is for the LGBTQ community. This is for every priest, every rabbi, every pastor, every agnostic, every bone, every job, CEO. Every, every business owner, this is the gospel message that God is saying to America right now. Are you ready? It is this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I, then I, then I, do you want to change? Then I, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive. Give your sin and come on, I will heal your land. Come on, you need to snapshot that. You need to take a picture of that. That needs to be your prayer. That is for every human being right now on planet earth. I know you're shouting. Go ahead. I know you're shouting. Some of you are dancing in your living room. Come on, do it. Do it. Come on. Yes. 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 Come on. Give him 10 seconds of praise. Come on. Do it. Yes. Yes. Come on. Heal my land, Jesus. Heal my land. Heal Michigan. Heal Michigan. Heal him. Only he can heal it. Only he can heal it. 
Hallelujah. 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 And then he, he says in verse 38, I believe it is, he said that Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit, went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. That's part of the gospel too. He can heal your mind. Some of you dealing with depression and anxiety and just looking at the world, man. I know that feeling. I preached on it last week about the prophet Elijah was in a cave of depression and he was going to take his own life. He said, God, just kill me. But what brought him out was the voice of God. It wasn't thunder. It wasn't lightning. It wasn't a big worship experience. Those are awesome. God uses them. And we're going to have a good one because we ain't had that in a while. But what brought him out of a cave was the small, still voice. That's what he's going to bring us out of this. In the last verse, it said, And while Peter was still talking, the Holy Spirit began to fall upon all those who heard the word. And if you read the next verse, it says, They all prophesied, they begin to speak with tongues and magnify God. So come on, this is what I'm going to do. I want you to receive. We're going to worship right now. It's Pentecost Sunday. I want you right now to just tune in right now with your spirit, with what God wants to do. He wants to give you power to move forward. He wants to give us power to move forward. And come on, just like Peter did, some of you may already be filled right now. I, feel, I sense that. Somebody right now is already getting filled, and I haven't even started. I just, Spirit of God just said that. Just keep going with the Lord. Come on, keep going. Just keep worshiping right now. Rest of you, just lean your hand this way. Some of you are intimidated of getting received of the Holy Spirit in a church with a lot of people in a big church. Well, here's your opportunity to be right in your living room and to receive the Holy Spirit right there. Right there. Come on. We're going to worship. Music's coming in. Spirit of God is there. And listen, just like you look at that screen and you've received fear by watching that screen. You've received anger by watching that screen. You've laughed at entertainment. You can also receive the Holy Spirit by looking at this screen. Come on. Invite the presence of God right now in your living room. Just say it. Say, Holy Spirit, heal my family. Come on, let them tears. You're in church right now. Kick the shoes off if you got them on. And you're standing in an altar right now. And let the Spirit of God just fall in that living room. Hallelujah. If you are already spirit-filled and you're right there with me, I'm speaking to our deacons and our elders and our, and our leaders, and you may be in a family right now that people aren't, go around and lay hands on them. Go around and lay hands on them. Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Come on. Hallelujah. We're going to sing, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we're going to sing this song, and he's coming right now in Jesus' name. All you got to do is receive him. Come on. Come on, come on, worship, worship. Feel the living room, Lord. Feel the living room, Lord. And I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is in your presence
Spirit, come on. worshiping come on keep worshiping he's there i know he's there right now in jesus name he's there right now fill me lord come on ask him to fill you fill me holy spirit fill me holy spirit come on fill my heart fill my heart come on give me that prayer language give me that prayer language hallelujah come on you're worshiping right now and you may be hearing a voice and some words coming into your spirit there's three things to do when you get filled with the Holy Spirit one you got to just get close to him that's what you're doing you already do doing that number two sense his presence you know what his presence feels like if you haven't and you don't know it's that new good feeling that just comes over you that's the presence of God it's joy it's peace you can't understand it Thirdly, you just got to participate. He'll give you a language. He'll give you words in your spirit. It won't be Chinese double talk. It won't be, I'm, just, I'm not being funny. It's just, it's a language you don't know. It's, it's a spiritual, heavenly language that your spirit communicates with God. That's what happened right here in Acts 10. Come on, some of you are already praying. Him. Some of you are already praying. You're having church. I see you right now. By faith, you're having church right now. Come on, just keep going. But those of you that haven't yet, just stir it up. And let, as soon as you hear the Holy Spirit begin to speak that, I want you to speak it out loud. Come on. Just pray it out loud. Just pray. It's a heavenly language. Come on. You're going to feel that power. You're going to feel that power, that anointing to come over you right through this screen. In the name of Jesus, fill them with the Holy Spirit. Baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, Dad. Put your hand on your kids right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. This is old school church right here. This is how I got filled in the living room. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Just keep praying, 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 praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to just keep worshiping. Put some worship music on. I want you to just continue forever how long you want to. Go back and re-watch this. Fast forward it to whatever parts you want to next week. However, you got to do it. But I want you to receive the power to move forward. We need to come out different than when we came in. Amen. But right now our time is up. We're going to back out. Next Sunday at 1030, we're going to be meeting in the gymnasium. 
for the first, about 150 that come. And then that's our capacity. We're going to continue to live stream as well. I want the Holy Spirit just to move on your life right now. Father, I pray for everyone watching. You would just continue to move in their life. Continue to fill them. Let us move forward with faith and not fear. Let us move the familiar to the unfamiliar. Let your spirit change our heart and not just our mind. Doubting nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for joining us again today. I am on our way home, and I'm not driving, just in case you're wondering. She's driving, so nice and safe. But hopefully that word ministered to you, and uh, especially if you've given your heart to the Lord, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email and say, hey man, I prayed that prayer, or uh, you know what, those services have been an encouragement to me and my family. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, also, if you haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube, uh, you need to do that. Go and just hit the subscribe button, and then follow the instructions there. And also hit that little bell icon, and that will uh, notify you whenever we upload anything new. Uh, and this service that you watch today will be uploaded on Tuesday along with our podcast. So every Tuesday our podcast is uploaded and our YouTube with the previous message from Sunday. So amen. God bless you. Thank you. Just want to say thank you for watching. And we're praying for you. We can't wait till we're all together again worshiping in the house of God. I belong, yeah. I belong.